Bugjargal by Victor Hugo, Chapter 20 Fort Galifay had been destroyed. Our house was in ruins. A longer sojourn on these ruins was useless and impossible. That same evening, we returned to Cap. There, a severe fever seized me. The effort that I had made to overcome my despair had been too violent. The spring strained too much, snapped. I became delirious. All my deluded hopes, my profaned love, my betrayed friendship, my lost future, and above all, the implacable jealousy, unbalanced my reason. It seemed as if fire flowed in my veins. My head seemed ready to burst. My heart was filled with rage. I pictured to myself Marie in the arms of another lover, subject to the power of a master, of a slave, of Pierrot. They told me afterwards that I sprang from my bed and that it took six men to prevent me from dashing out my brains against the wall. Why did I not die then? This crisis passed. The doctors, the care of Thaddeus, and the latent powers of youth conquered the malady, this malady which could have proved such an advantage. I recovered in about ten days, and I did not grieve. I was content to live some time for vengeance. Hardly convalescent, I went to Monsieur de Blancheland to ask for a commission. He wished to give me a post to defend. I begged him to admit me as volunteer in one of the movable columns which were sent out from time to time against the blacks to sweep the country. Cap had been hastily fortified. The revolt had made terrible progress. The Negroes of Port-au-Prince had begun to show symptoms of disaffection. Biassou commanded those at Lambay, Dondon, and Acule. Jean-Francois had proclaimed himself generalissimo of the rebels of Mariboru. Bachman, who became celebrated later by his tragic ending while ravaging with his brigands the plains of Limonade, and lastly, the bounds of Morne Rouge had elected for their chief a negro called Bogjargal. The character of the last, if report was to be believed, contrasted singularly with the ferocity of the others. Whilst Buckman and Biasu invented a thousand methods of death for such prisoners who fell into their hands, Bugjargal was always ready to supply them with the means of quitting the island. The former contracted with the markets, with the Spanish rascals who cruised about the coasts, and sold to them, in advance, the booty of the unfortunate ones whom they forced to leave. Monsieur Collademan and eight other distinguished colonists were by his orders released from the wheel where Buckman had tried them. Bugjargal swept away these corsairs, and other traits of his generosity were cited, which would take too long to repeat. My hoped-for vengeance did not appear to be near at hand. I could hear nothing of Pierrot. The insurgents commanded by Biasu continued to trouble Cap. They had once dared to approach the hill that commanded the town, and had only been dislodged by the battery from the citadel being directed upon them. The governor determined to drive them into the interior of the island. The militia of Acule, of Lambay, of Ouanamant, and of Marie Baru, joined with the regiment of Cap and the formidable red and yellow companies, formed our active army. The militia of Dondon and Cartier Dauphin, reinforced by a corps of volunteers under the command of the merchant Pontsignon, composed the garrison of the town.
the governor desired first to free himself from Bugjargal, whose incursions alarmed him. He sent against him the militia of Wanamant and the battalion from Cap. This corps returned two days afterwards, completely beaten. The governor determined to vanquish Bugjargal. He divided the same corps with a reinforcement of fifty yellow dragoons and four hundred of the militia of Maribaru. This second expedition was still more abused than the first. Thaddeus, who had taken part in it, was in a violent fury, and upon his return vowed vengeance against the rebel chief, Bugjargal. Tears glistened in Dauverny's eyes. He crossed his arms on his breast, and appeared to be for a few moments plunged in a melancholy reverie. At length he continued—